0: Welcome into the Arrowhead. Oh, the Chiefs with a nice 41-31 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm Jay Binkley, along with Jed Marshall, producing the operation. We'll talk to Kling, Chief sideline reporter, and co Fesco in the morning. Live from Tampa in just a little bit, and Pete Sweeney, the editor-in-chief. Arrowheadpride.com. We'll hear from the locker room, players and coaches, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, you name it. Plus, we'll look back at the touchdowns. In touchdown Kansas City with the voice of of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. But the Kansas City Chiefs get the impressive win over the Buccaneers tonight, and it kind of washes away what happened last week. Last week, you know, everybody's down and out. You know what Chris Jones said to Matt Ryan. You know, the Chiefs end up losing the game. Matt Ryan the Colts get the ball there at the end and end up beating the Chiefs. But as Mahomes said after the game, this is about getting back on track. But it was much more than that. It was also a bit of revenge. The Buccaneers had been running their mouths. Shaquille Barrett, everybody knows about the comments he made throughout the week and how they were going to dominate and be a coming-out party for the Buccaneers, which it clearly wasn't. This was a physical football game from one side of the field, not the other. The Kansas City Chiefs were the physical team. They were a lot more physical on the offensive line. They won down in the trenches, but they played physical football, and that was good to see. They played with attitude. The attitude of Isaiah Pacheco. Every time this guy gets the ball, the rookie, I mean, he's got a point to make. He's got a point to make. And it was noticed as well for people calling the game or people watching the game or NFL players around the league tweeting about it. But the attitude that he had, and I'll say this much too. You look at what they did on the ground. Now the flip side with the defensive line, the defense of the Chiefs, the six rushing attempts by Tampa Bay, that's the fewest against the Chiefs in franchise history. The fewest. Three rushing yards. The fewest ties for the fewest the Chiefs have ever allowed. Now, as far as running the football, the Chiefs had 128 against Arizona. 93 against the Chargers. 58 last week, which really made the difference in that game. 189 versus the Bucks, And so many good things happen when you run the football. It shows kind of a domination with the offensive line just kind of sticking their hands out and making their way, running backs fall in the lead. But it also takes that pressure off Mahomes. It takes that pressure off that passing game. It takes pressure off the play calling. When you can run the football with effectiveness, 5.1 yards per carry tonight for the Kansas City Chiefs against that vaunted defense of the Buccaneers. This was a defense that was giving up nine points a game. 27 points this defense had given up. The Chiefs blew by that tonight and could have even got more if it wasn't for that interception at the end by Patrick Mahomes. The 41 points. I mean, they were were cruising past that. They couldn't stop them. Besides that turnover and that drop by Clyde Edwards-Alaire, those those were what, what stopped the drives for the Chiefs. They did whatever the hell they wanted to on offense tonight. We saw creativity. We saw Noah Gray. You know, and Patrick Mahomes with the acting job, and Noah Gray taking the snap, pulling a belldozer there at the goal line. We saw that. We saw Jerick McKinnon, the former college quarterback, former All-State quarterback in Georgia, former college quarterback, at Georgia Southern take a snap. We saw Mahomes with really a play that's going to go down in Mahomes' lore. I always like it to Alex Gordon. Like, it's always tough to find a best catch that he made. Well, it's tough to find the best play that Patrick Mahomes made. But that little spin play and a little flip in the end zone, that's going to go down. That's going to be talked about tomorrow. That's going to make its rounds on NFL Network, ESPN, and you name it as a great play for the Chiefs. But the physicality in which they played, this is what makes this team dangerous. This was a no-doubter tonight. And I know at the end, the Bucks made it closer, whatever it was, but this game wasn't in doubt. This was the Kansas City Chiefs game all along. They nominated from the beginning that fumble, get the football, score a touchdown. They dominated the game. Special teams looked much, much, much better than what it did against the Colts, but this was a clean game for the Chiefs offensively. They came in one fewer sack than the Bucs. The Bucs did have three to nine to the Chiefs one, but the Chiefs were able to run the football 37 times, 189 yards, only six carries. Three yards for the Bucs. That's called controlling the game, controlling the line of scrimmage. But now it's time to hear from you. We call this No Huddle. Let's go
1: No Huddle. Edward Jallaire gets the handoff. Off
2: the first head, off the second half, off the third hit, and into the sweet nectar of the end zone. Taking your calls now at 913-586-7610.
0: And welcome back to No Huddle. We'll head out to the Silverstein Ice Center's phone line here in just a second and hear from you. Let's go all the way out to Anaheim and hear from Reggie out in Anaheim. What's up, Reg?
3: What's going on, my guy? How you doing, Big Bank? What's up, buddy? Not much. Hey, so real quick, I just got three quick points, and I get off the air. Uh, This is what happens, man. This is what the Chiefs are capable of. When you run the ball effectively, you stay on schedule on offense, you don't get yourself in a lot of third and longs, you play good defense, you don't have special teams uh, uh, mistakes, and your playmakers on the outside, or your pass catchers on the perimeter, make the plays they're supposed to make. We all know that that they don't have Tyreek Hill, who is a generational talent. Make no mistake about it. However, if your receivers make the plays they're supposed to make, I don't mind if you don't if you don't make the diving play in the hole. That's okay. But I need that that routine ground ball up the middle to turn the double play. That's the play I have to have from you guys. And tonight, you got the receivers making the plays that they're supposed to make. And you see the result, man. This is this is what I would hope I had hoped the Chiefs would look like. Uh I'm very, very pleased. Uh kicking Tom Brady's ass in Tampa. One more good time that felt good. And uh my Jayhawks are ranked seventeenth in the nation. Rock chalk Jayhawk go Chiefs. I'm out of here, baby.
0: <laughs> there you go. Reggie and Anaheim clearly, you know. Having a good weekend of football, as most Kansas fans are. They're ranked seventeenth in the coaches' poll, nineteenth in the AP. But this was one of my favorite. This was my favorite Chiefs game of the year. And I know they've got three wins at this point, but by far, this is my favorite one. The Chiefs go on the road. They exercise those demons against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Mahomes down three and three lifetime against Tom Brady. The Buccaneers reapping, and the Chiefs shut him up. You why do the Bucs get all the credit? Yes, they won a Super Bowl, but you know what? The Chiefs they have won one too. I mean, they both won one recently. It's because Tom won all those. You know what? You know why why do we like the Bucs so much? They've had a horrible year offensively. Like offensively, they don't even have a touchdown in the first half of any of these games. Let's go to Pam now in Kansas City. What's up, Pam?
1: Hey Jay, how you doing? Hi, Pam. Uh my goodness. Noah Gray. Wow. CEH. Wow. Pat Mahomes. Wow. Um question. Do you
0: think we've seen the last of Mr. Brady? The last of Mr. Brady. Here's the thing, Pam. I don't know. I mean, I, I said it years ago. Remember we, we've seen have we seen the last of Tom Brady? Now I remember the year the Bucks won the Super Bowl, Jen. That Brady, remember that he had that five down. He thought it was uh what third down, and it was fourth down, right? Remember that play? You got it mixed up on what plays in Chicago? People said he's done. He's washed. He's done. And then he throws that pick against the Rams in the regular season where he could have come back and won the game and threw a pick at the end. People said
4: he was done. Then what's he do? He wins the Super Bowl. Pretty sure Tom Brady's been done about four different times by my math.
0: You know, he keeps, you know, he keeps the fitness up, he keeps the diet up. I mean, Tom Brady will stop whenever he wants to. I, I'm not sure the guy's a human being. He I think he's robotic or something. But uh we'll be the last we see Tom Brady. I don't know. Because I'm not, I'm not going to say it anymore. Because <laughs> the guy keeps coming back. That's what he likes to do. Set up the Lone Jack and talk to Neil, the mayor of Lone Jack. Well, not really, but we call him that. What's up, Neil?
1: Good morning, buddy.
0: Or are you the um, mayor now? Hear- I don't even know. Are you the mayor? No. Okay. And I never will be. Okay. I'm just
1: asking. Good to hear your voice, man. I haven't heard you in, in too long. Glad you're doing well. What a great win. I agree with you. My favorite win of the season. Congratulations to Patrick. It seems like every night we're calling and saying congratulations to Patrick for something, but to be the youngest quarterback, fastest quarterback to ever get 20,000 yards, it's remarkable. And he did it by what? Six games to spare or something like that. He did it game 67. Incredible.
0: It's unbelievable. Patrick or uh, Travis Kelsey patches, passes Gronk in the all-time receiving uh, yards list for tight ends. Uh, it's just historical, the type of numbers they're doing. Uh it's historical. And I mean, it was a great game all around. And Pam mentioned uh, Clyde. Yeah, let's well, give Clyde some run in the game as well. Ninety-two yards rushing for him. But this was an all-around thing. They could not be stopped offensively. They had to stop themselves as the only. The Buccaneers did not stop the Chiefs. They stopped themselves. Clyde dropped the ball, and the the interception. That was the only time they were stopped.
1: Clyde and Isaiah and the offensive line. Big props to you guys. I've, I've texted this to my buddies. I don't know how many times tonight, Jay. How do you like those apples, Jack? Barrett, next time, keep your damn mouth shut. Or, you know what? Maybe talk a little more because I think that helped us tonight. Kick your ass and run the ball down your freaking throats. Take that and shove it where you know where. Um, one, one, Some anger, Neil. One minor. Crit- oh, yeah, I got anger. Trust me. I, I was never a Tom Brady hater until the Super Bowl. But no. Now I got plenty of hate for that man. I'm glad we kicked his ass tonight. And there was no question about. It even though we did give up a little stuff late on, we should have probably won that game by 17 points. And, you know, they tried to give a couple of calls to him, and he did have this conversation on the sideline one time, and I said to myself and I said to my friends, yeah, Tom, keep talking. It's not going to help you tonight, all right? We got you. We got scoreboard in the uh, regular season. Maybe you have us in the postseason, and maybe we won't get a chance to redeem ourselves in the postseason. But, hey, we get five more, and the discussion is open. I do want to say one thing about the defense. They have been playing better than expected early in the season. But if there's one thing I could critique from tonight's game, if you're not going to pressure Tom and you only sack him one time, I felt like the coverage was a little loose. Like, they could have been a little tighter on those receivers, especially since it was obviously they were completely one-sided. They were, You know, it was like they weren't trying to run the ball at all. And, yes, we did bring, bring the blitz a couple times, but even when we brought the blitz, Tom is Tom. But I would like to see a little tighter coverage in the secondary. It seems like there was way too much cushion. Overall, amazing win. Congratulations, Travis. Congratulations, um, Patrick. Congratulations, offensive line. You guys earned your keep. Although we Orlando Brown, I know he might be hurt. You still got to step it up a little bit, buddy. Thanks, guys. Have a good night, man.
0: Great stuff there, Neil. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady throws the ball 52 times. When you have a younger secondary and you got Jalen Watson out there, that was the hero. Uh, you had a couple of weeks ago, but the bottom line is when Tom Brady throws the ball that much and he's Tom Brady, you're going to have mistakes, but they could not run the football. They they were one-dimensional, like you said. Really quick, Dan, your last word for you. Take a time out and hear from Pete Sweeney. What's up, Dan?
5: Hey, Josh. Good morning. How about that dominant performance? Uh, great bounce back win by the Chiefs and the offensive line. Real it's mess. not Vern, Dan. Really this is Jay.
0: Like What's up, man?
6: Yeah. Hey, Bink. Yeah. 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 Doing pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great bounce back win. You know, the <laughs> offensive line, you know, did do what they had to do. And uh, Rashad White fumbling the opening kickoff and Kelsey with the touchdown. And I was really proud of Bink of uh, Chris Jones Ed, when he made that play on Tom Brady. Didn't say nothing. You he know? didn't say nothing, uh, did
0: he, Dan? It was perfect. I mean, it was absolutely perfect. He didn't say anything. 100% perfect. By the way, I'll play those Shaq Barrett comments for you before we hit the break, cause I'll I will ask Pete Sweeney about this because the offensive line from Orlando Brown to others seem to talk about it. Here's Shaq Barrett on the the uh, Buccaneers defense, the outside linebacker, of what he was going to do to the Chiefs tonight.
3: We have a lot of favorable matchups. I think we have an opportunity to really dominate the game as long as uh like I just think, yeah, we we got an opportunity to really impose our will uh, as uh, pass rushers, as rushers, uh, this game, and we could really have a, like a coming-out party. Because I know we had six sacks uh, the other game, but we could really have a coming-out party as edge uh, and as edge uh, defenders in the position group for this game.
7: Mm.
0: How did that taste? The Chiefs' locker room is real close to the box. When they walked to the locker room, they could hear the Chiefs celebrating, you know, and having a good time. But the Chiefs used that as bulletin board material. They really did. So that was a lot of fun. We'll hear from you throughout the show. Uh, you can always give us a call, but that's the no huddle segment right there. We'll take a timeout. We come back to the editor-in-chief, ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. And the Kid City Chiefs get the 41-31 to win over the Buccaneers tonight. The talking Buccaneers tonight. The Chiefs get... The big win looked right. They were the physical football team. But right now, we go to Pete Sweeney. Pete Sweeney's appearance is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of 610 Sports Radio. Pete, how are we doing tonight? Morning.
6: Doing well. And I, I know that Kansas City's got to be feeling good after that performance.
0: You know, it was my favorite win of the year, Pete. Um, you know, even last year, I liked this win more than some others because it was just physical Physical domination. I know we heard Shaq Baird and his comments, and it did fuel the Chiefs, I do think, uh, to some extent. But 189 yards rushing to three yards rushing, uh, that's the difference in the game.
6: Yeah, you know what? And, and uh, you, you know, if you've, you've been a Chiefs fan or, for a long time you, and you followed this team, the thing that I liked about this game is, just generally speaking, a lot of times Kansas City will will go up a certain number of points, maybe it's a couple possessions, and they always let the other team kind of crawl back into the game. Bucks had their moments where they were approaching it, making it a, a one-score game a couple times in this game, and the Chiefs kept on pulling away. And to me, especially when you're playing another contender, that can be demoralizing, and I love that they were able to do that tonight, and and I think that you can build upon that. And, and for me, the bigger thing, too, is, I mean, this is the best – through three weeks, defense in the NFL. I mean, there's got to be a feeling if you're Kansas City that they can have that performance against this defense. They could beat anybody in the league.
0: Yeah, especially the way they're running the football and running it at will. But, you know, we talk about the players and maybe that extra motivation they had. The coaching staff was extremely motivated as well. Spag's creativity with LeJerry Sneed and the blitzing, and I thought that would be some of the blitzing we would see this year. You know, three sacks already, and he does – It was like the Mahomes on defense. He's playing with his gloves, playing with his helmet, trying to throw Tom Brady up. Then he blitzes and and causes a fumble. And then on the other side, we saw the Noah Gray uh, in motion. He takes the snap. Mahomes looked confused or was acting, you know, acting confused in the situation. Noah Gray takes the snap, pulls a belldozer, gets into the end zone. We saw the the twirling pass by Patrick Mahomes. We saw Jurek McKinnon in at quarterback tonight. But the creativity was there for the Chiefs. Andy Reid, I know Pacheco ran with that chip on his shoulder, but Andy Reid looks like he coached with a chip on his shoulder.
6: Yeah, and I, I think this group really heard the the chatter that you've been talking about all all post game show with with Shaq Barrett and the disrespect and and so on and so forth. And I know that they won't talk about the podium. I, I asked three separate Chiefs about this this week, and uh, it was Orlando Brown, it was uh, Creed Humphrey, and Patrick Mahomes, and nobody was really going to provide the Bucks any of that counter bulletin board material. And these are, are grown men who are, are pretty prideful. And, and they you know that you, internally they talked about it and, and they didn't want to hear something like that. And you could kind of see, it, I think, an added level of an intensity out there on the field. And so you build on, on this win. And I think, you know, generally speaking, I, I think it's nice to sort of, in a way, I mean, We'll never get the taste out of our mouth, right? But it's nice sort of in a way to, to get that victory in Tampa Bay. I mean, this was, this was one of the, the boxes that the Chiefs have, have needed to cross off. I feel like they have three non-division rivals right now, the Bucks being one of them, the Bills being another, and then the Bengals. And so you get the Bills in a couple weeks. Can't look past the Raiders. We get the Bills in a couple weeks and, and then the Bengals later in the season. But one for three when it comes to these high-intensity non-division games.
0: None of that, but it's the uh the quality of quarterback they're playing against. It was a perennial threat yeah. for an MVP and Kyler Murray. Knock him, you know, check mark him off uh the list. Justin Herbert, Mahomes beats him again. Check that one off the list. Tom Brady, check that one. This is the year of playing great quarterbacks. And so far, yeah, I know Matt Ryan got the best. Of them last week, but we could debate that all we want was it, you know, the Chris Jones penalty or whatever. Matt Ryan, the former MVP, did get the win, but this is about these young and up and coming quarterbacks and the GOAT in Tom Brady. And they seem to be winning these games and kind of cementing Patrick Mahomes as the leader in the clubhouse. Well, it's,
6: it was a weird beginning of the season because this team, since Patrick Mahomes has taken over, has been this uber offensive team, live and die by the offense. And so when well, there were some struggles at the beginning of the year, and I tried to talk to some some Chiefs fans and basically say, look, if, if one group has to be struggling and, and the other group has to be good, you pick the defense to be good off the bat right away. That's always the question with the Chiefs. This offense will will always figure it out. Even when they're, they're playing the, the league's top defense through three weeks, they'll find a way to, to score 40 points. The defense is where you have all the questions, and I just think, for the defense to be as consistently good as it has been for four weeks, and you have Patrick Mahomes and this offense, Andy Reid on this team, I mean, that automatically makes you a Super Bowl contender. And it's nice for the Chiefs. They had the one slip-up, and, you know, you never want to see a, a loss in the conference. But it's, it's come back to them already. I mean, there's only one undefeated team in the league, and it's in the NFC and the Philadelphia Eagles. So you have everything right in front of you. You're a quarter-ish, right? It's 17 games now, so you're about a quarter of the way through – through the season, and this to me is a team that looks like they're going to vie for that one and only first round buy, which is so huge. Just given the fact that that only one team gets it
0: from now on. Yeah, we saw two seventh round seventh round picks make a difference tonight. Jalen Watson on defense, Pacheco on offense. That's you know that's crazy having uh, you know two guys have that kind of impact that are seventh round picks in that year's draft. That's credit to Brett Veach. Uh, right there. But look at this defense, and they're flying around, bolting the tackles that he makes. But I guess I'm more impressed, Pete, with the way that Spags is using the pass rush. Like, they don't have that guy yeah. that's going to be that consistent pass rusher. The Chiefs went in this game fourth in the NFL in sacks. They had 10 sacks. One of four teams have double digits in sacks. They get another one tonight. The Buccaneers came into the game as vaunted as that pass rush is one more sack than the Kansas City Chiefs. And they're doing it by committee. And the secondary blitzes that Spags has, the former, you know, secondary coach, he knows who to blitz and when to blitz it. This is the whole reason the honey badger uh, was here, but Sneed's that guy. And I always felt like he could be that guy, and he is devastating blitzing from that nickel position. He leads the Kansas City Chiefs in sacks now. Who would have had that? Uh who would have had who would have placed that wager at the sports books in Kansas?
6: I mean, they have they have studs at every level of the defense. At the you, you know, you see Chris Jones, and we were wondering, you know, is George Karloftis going to be this guy that that makes an impact in year one? He's making an impact in year one. So Karloftis and Jones in the front. Nick Bolton is such an underrated player on this team and and in this league. And then. You get to the secondary where you do have Justin Reed, and and you're going to get some reinforcements back, and and you have Juan Thornhill, and it and it's it studs at every level of the defense, and I just I don't know, I, I know the offense has been so good for so long, we're almost used to it now. This defense to me, it, especially for the beginning part of the season, it, it feels like very clearly the best defense of the Steve Smagnolo era and if you can say that and you could say okay the chiefs are now gonna have a top 10 d and this team could really go back to the super bowl and win it it's just we haven't seen this level of defensive play and so it's been really impressive and 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 we'll see what happens with with uh, the defense and i i just thought legerius you, you know you talked about and just very quickly you talked about patrick mahomes and acting confused if you notice, LeJarius Sneed before his sack kind of acts like he's fixing his equipment or something.
0: Yeah, he's messing with the helmet at. and the gloves. Yeah, he's the, he the Patrick Mahomes acting on defense.
6: Yeah, and it, I mean, that was a game-changing play, right? And and so this this offense and, and defense and, and even the special teams of Matthew Wright, Matthew Wright looked a little bit, or I would say, I don't want to say a little bit, a lot better than Amendola did and I don't even if butkers hurt next week you're still feeling pretty good about about the direction of this team and so uh to be to be dominating all the phases of the game is certainly a, a step in the right direction here in week four
0: yeah Matthew Wright you know interesting guy 21 to 24 last year in field goals played in 14 games for Jacksonville wasn't brought back to the Jags but that's kind of the consistency you need but he not only hit the field goals he hit them like you know right through the middle even one of them was kind of a Tommy Townsend kind of had this to save it and pull it down, and he still drilled it to the uprights. That's a weapon, man, just to be able to get points and have the confidence they don't have to run a fake and do all these kind of things and kick yeah. the ball through. How long are you expecting Butker to be out, Pete? I mean, I know that he got on the field and practiced a little bit midweek, didn't uh, towards the end. They made a decision, uh, a good decision to go get Matthew right. but uh, you expecting long-term or are you expecting him next week against the Raiders?
6: I think he was close this week. Uh, you know, as the, as the end of the week, it, Andy Reid had, had confirmed to me it was a game-time decision for tonight's game. And I, I think he was close. And you get and, – and this is a bonus here. You get an extra day of, of being off your feet. The Chiefs won't start practicing for Monday Night Football until Thursday. And so, for me, I, I think he does make his return. The hard part is and, – and this is something that's that's a little bit tough to swallow, I'm sure, if you're a Chiefs fan, is – Man, if Matthew Wright is here last week, are the Chiefs undefeated? I think it's yeah. reasonable to think yeah. so. Yes. Uh you know, they made the wrong choice for that that first game. So uh, Matthew Wright, he short up the position. If in a case where Butker needs one more week, I I think we saw tonight that he can do the job.
0: When you look around, you know I like to do this, Pete, looking around the AFC. If you're any other team, aren't you fearful of the Chiefs right now? I mean, who else are you fearing? You really feel in Buffalo? I mean, I know they had a nice little comeback win against the Ravens, but they did get themselves down 17 points. The Ravens should have won that football game. They should have, but they they let the Bills win the game. The Bills have been playing some scary games as of late. The Cincinnati, you know, scary. they turning themselves around uh, with, with what they've done the last couple of weeks. They've had these close losses as well. The Titans linger out there. The Dolphins, I think, are a facade, to be quite honest with you. But when you look at the Chiefs, are they head and shoulders the best team in the AFC? Is there another team that you say, okay, this team's as close uh, to the Chiefs as we want to see?
6: I think the Chiefs and Buffalo feel like they're on the, the same plane a little bit right now. I know that we were saying in Baltimore, I, Baltimore blew a, a tremendous opportunity. I think we all we're feeling like old friend Marcus Peters did like why aren't you kicking the field goal there yep. to take the lead it it just you know that that's where analytics gets a little bit
7: mm-hmm. strange
6: because i i know that the book says to go for it but Andy Reid sometimes overrules the the go for it for the feel of the game and i i just don't think he can completely throw out the feel of the game and and baltimore lost uh because of it uh, i i i think buffalo has had games where they've looked dominant to me like that opening night game to me against the the LA rams Um, was very impressive. Now, I don't know if they've necessarily felt like that since, uh, but the Chiefs, you know, had a hiccup last week themselves. But if you're asking me the class of the AFC, I think the Bills and Chiefs are are right there. And I know I said it before, but I'll say it again. You can't look past Vegas because I think Vegas is a lot better than their 1-3 record. I don't think they're better than the Chiefs. So you got to get that game. Uh, And then that game against the Bills is important because I think these two teams are on that same elite level, and the AFC bye could come down to one game, and it might be that game that you have them at Arrowhead Stadium. So uh, an interesting stretch coming up for the Chiefs and an important one at that.
0: Are you buying the Raiders though, Pete? I mean, I I still look at Josh McDaniels. I know some of those guys are kind of unhappy, you know, going into this week, like Devontae Adams and things like that. Are you buying into that? Because I'm looking at the quality of coaches in the AFC West and there's one and there's nobody else. I'm sorry, Brandon Staley needs to get to the playoffs or whatever he cost. (laughs) No, he cost his team a chance at the playoffs last year. With his play calling, there's Nathaniel Hackett that's a, just a clock management nightmare. And the Broncos are lucky to have two wins, to be quite honest with you. That is not a good football team. And then there's the Raiders with Josh McDaniel. I, I mean, I really thought the AFC West was going to be good, but I always put it out there. I said, all right, you have a coach with the third most postseason wins in Reid. Nobody else has been to the playoffs in the division.
6: Yeah, and and you're right about Staley. Staley's been a grand disappointment. Nathaniel Hackett has has proven already that he he's kind of a joke. And so, almost by like lesser of three evils, I I'd almost tell you that I I'd feel like McDaniel is second to read. But it's not like he has much competition uh, for the rest of the the division. I think the Raiders had a rough start to to their year. I I think they're they're a better team than one and three. I I thought there was a good chance that they would win against the Denver Broncos today, and, and they were able to, to pull that off. I like the players on that team. I, I think they have some talent. Now, you, if you don't win football games, that, it doesn't really matter. Uh, Derek Carr is not in, in the class of Patrick Mahomes, but I think having Adams uh, in the mix there does help them. Uh, and, look, I, I don't think the Chiefs are going to slip up against the, the Las Vegas Raiders, but I, I just feel like they're a better team than 1-3 right now.
0: Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com, your one-stop shop for all Chiefs information and news. Our Chiefs Insiders are presented, is uh appearance presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, an America's number one sports book and the official sports book of 610 Sports Radio. Pete, I would say get some sleep, but you well, you just did TV, you've done radio. You're probably going to do TV yeah. and radio tomorrow. So you got a busy day ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That's that time
6: of year. That's what I signed up for. So, appreciate your time, Jay, and, uh, of course, I'll smell
0: Oh, you almost got him, Jed. Thank you for the help because you're faster than I was on that, but he did get the smell. He got the smell in. He got the smell in. No, but I could go on and on. The the one play, they're still. it pisses me off, to be quite honest with you. One Thornhill's hit on Mike Evans. Okay, even after the game, he's like, well, should it be due two in Touch? That's what it felt like. Because I know the NFL, trying to limit injuries and defenseless, the defenseless player and all this. And well, come on, man. Didn't lead with the head. Shoulder pads to shoulder pads. That was textbook. Don't hit him in the head. That is what you want to see. That is the perfect tackle. Well, it wasn't a tackle because he didn't catch the football, but. That's a mystery to me. The whole Chris Jones-Matt Ryan interaction didn't make sense to me. Tonight didn't make sense either. It seems like every week we have something that doesn't make sense. And clearly that it makes sense to me, Jen. Not happy about that whatsoever. But I am happy about the way the Chiefs kind of asserted themselves, the physical domination that they had. And I mentioned the Pete, like the players really wanting this game because of the smack that was talked by the Bucs. And the Chiefs, I felt like, wanted it, too. I mean, Andy Reid, he's always serious, but, man, he kind of had that look about him. That was really an Andy Reid game plan we saw in there. A lot of creativity. I know ben- Bienemy has, you know, part of these trick plays, and he's instrumental in those, but that game really seemed like Andy. You know, he's getting frustrated with drops and things, and the Chiefs stopped themselves. Clyde dropping probably would have been an easy touchdown there on 4th. You know, the interception by Mahomes, the Bucs didn't stop them. The number one defense, well, they're not the number one defense in the NFL, but the number one points per game, and that's really all that matters. How many points do you give up? They've given up the fewest. Nine points a game. And the Chiefs clown that. clown that. In their home stadium, the Chiefs were the most dominant physical team. And the bottom line is, the Chiefs have what Nick Saban of Alabama calls rat poison because Alabama's so good that last year when they played Georgia, people were doubting them, especially when it got to the SEC title game, the game they beat Georgia, they lose to them in the national title. But he, he called it rat poison, where people were writing negative articles about his team because they're so good and expected to win and roll. Every time they roll their helmets out, win the game. Rat poison. Because you can buy into that stuff. Sometimes that stuff is more dangerous the being told how bad you are is being told how good you are. Because then you don't think you're, you know what, doesn't stink. And you go out there in the field and you get spanked down. Like the Buccaneers had a little bit of that feeling today. You know, you look at the AFC, the Buffalo Bills were the AFC uh, favorite. You know, the Super Bowl favorite. It's rat poison, man. You're told how good you are. And then there's the Chiefs, this team that's been the four straight AFC title games. Four. And then Mahomes has the doubt. Believe it or not, there's Mahomes doubters out there. And there's a lot of them, which makes no sense at all. The guy's been a starter in this league for four years, been the AFC title game for four years, four straight times. <laughs> the two games he's lost in the AFC title game were in overtime. The Patriots and the Bengals. And the Patriots, had it been in the new rules, he would have got the ball back. He didn't get the ball, didn't get a chance. Brady took the ball and they won. Andy's won an MVP, and he continues to set records. Unbelievable stuff. We come back. We're from Josh Klingler, sideline reporter, at Kansas City Chiefs.
2: You're listening to the Arrowhead Pride Postgame Show presented by Andy's Frozen Custard. Tune in Mondays at 7:30 for our weekly conversation with Derek Johnson on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. <laughs>
0: now live in Tampa, the sideline reporter Oak, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chiefs Radio Network. Heard right over on 106.5 The Wolf, of course, co-host Fesco in the morning, right here on 610 Sports Radio, Josh Klingler. Good evening, Josh. What a win for the Kansas City Chiefs.
5: Don't you mean good morning?
0: We're well, kind morning. of, Kling. It's yeah. only 1118 yeah, yeah, yeah. here, though. 11 I'm, I'm,
5: I'm wi- wide awake and ready to go. Okay. Uh, the guys are, guys are kind of boarding the bus as we speak and we're... Uh, or- you know, trying to head back uh, here to, uh, to Kansas City. You're going to hear Aurora in just a moment. Patrick Mahomes is walking by me, so the crowd will engage with Patrick Mahomes. But how about his offensive line tonight? That was the story of the game, was it not? That offensive line room, a uh, happy bunch of dudes after bouncing back from last week's performance along the O line. I thought they were the story of tonight, the way they controlled things up front.
0: Yeah, they really did. You know, in just the running game of the Chiefs, you know, I felt the running backs had a little bit of an attitude. I thought they were getting the blocks up front that they needed. That took some pressure off of Patrick Mahomes. A lot of pressure off of him having that nice running game tonight.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to be able to run the football like they did, to be able to mash up front. I mean, I talked to the to the uh, offensive linemen, to the tight end, to the wide receivers. They were just overjoyed at the way that they were able to to do things up front hey, they heard all the talking that was going on last week from Tampa Bay, and uh, they took it to heart tonight. That was a that was a guy's up front uh, victory tonight. Defense did their part at times, obviously, too. Special teams also factoring in when you don't miss anything uh, in the kicking game, and then you get you know the early turnover, thanks to special teams as well. They bounced back and had a terrific outing tonight as well. So, great, great team win in a place that was pretty hostile. I mean, they remembered the last time the Chiefs were here. They did not want to see them get a victory here in this building, and When you can come away and get one on somebody's home field, let alone a place where the last time some of these guys were here is one to forget, uh, feels pretty good.
0: It seems like the Chiefs took it personally, Kling, you know, thinking about that Super Bowl loss and then Shaq Barrett's comments, just kind of the lack of respect. Tonight definitely seemed like that chip-on-the-shoulder game, but not only for the players, from the coaching staff as well.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody was disappointed with how last week went, and they didn't want to have another repeat performance, and so... I think everybody looked themselves in the mirror and realized everything that they did wrong. Coaches probably included in last week's game. And, yeah, this is a take-at-the-heart type game. And then you're you're playing against Tom Brady. You're playing against the Buccaneers. You're playing against, obviously, a chirpy defense. And so, yeah, there was a lot of motivation tonight for this team.
0: How about the offensive creativity? I mean, just every single game, there's something that kind of surprises. We saw McKinnon take a snap. Of course, he was a college quarterback back at Georgia Southern. And then we saw... uh, little acting job by Mahomes as Noah Gray pulled the belldozer <laughs> on the goal line.
5: Yeah, I got a chance to talk to Noah Gray after the game, and he said, yeah, that play has been in the books, obviously, for Blake Bell, but it takes a little showmanship to pull that one off. He was just glad his number was called. So, you know, still got to do a few things at times, I think, down near the goal line. I think if that's been an ongoing issue for the Chiefs. You know, uh, maybe they have a little more confidence after the way their offensive line, though, was tonight to go ahead and just kind of muscle up and try to punch in in those uh, short yardage situations. But yeah, things were working tonight in a number of different avenues.
0: Of course, the play of the game, Claying was Mahomes, the 360, the little jump pass to Clyde Edwards Alaire. Listen, he's got a million highlights. It's like Alex Gordon, great catches. Uh, there's just too many to count. But that one, that one goes in the all time Mahomes moves.
5: Yeah, I joked about it during the broadcast. I said, Brett Beach has banned him from playing basketball. So <laughs> that's about the closest he can get to firing up a jump shot, right? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, the sideline was pretty fun during that touchdown because they had that look of, oh my gosh, he just did something again that we had not seen. So uh, it, it caught everybody by surprise, but didn't catch everybody by surprise, if you know what I mean. Like they're used to him doing those unbelievable plays. So to see uh, that happen in front of us once again, pretty, pretty amazing. Hey, he did a lot of nice creativity tonight. Don't forget Mahomes with his feet tonight was a big part of the story too. He ran the football smartly. Uh, in, in, in gaining those uh, those plays when he had to with his feet,
0: uh, yeah, completely. I know you got to catch a plane, cling to come back to Kansas City. What was the crowd like? Because there seemed like a lot of Chiefs fans down there, especially at the end when you heard the chants and everything else. But seemed like they made themselves down the Tampa Bay.
5: There were there were some, um, you know, it, it, they didn't completely invade here, understandably so. Uh, I would say hostile crowd. I mean, they did not want to lose to the Chiefs. The Bucks fans, I mean. We got trash talked yesterday or uh, Saturday when we got into town. Really, I think. like, like people around town. We had their Chiefs stuff on, and I mean, they were they <laughs> they wanted a piece of even this year's team. So wow. I, I felt like it was a pretty pretty hostile crowd. But the Chiefs fans obviously made themselves uh, known loudly uh, late in that game. But yeah, that was a Tampa Bay crowd that did not want to. Uh, they they wanted another result like that Super Bowl game. So unfortunately, they leave leave here disappointed.
0: We'll cling. This is a no sleep night for you. This is get into Kansas City, get in the car, and head straight to work for you, my friend.
5: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. I know uh, FESCO is tracking my plane. Is he tonight? And uh, and uh, I, I have, I'm very confident I'm gonna make it on time for the show. He is uh, saying it's gonna be the over, so we'll see. Yeah,
0: of course you will, cling. I know. it. As soon as I tune in at five fifty-six, because I will. I know you'll be right there in the studio. But anyway, I know the bus no, that's is honking. My, that's get, my, that's my horn. I got to get my
5: ride.
0: Get on it, Kling. Please. Get back to Kansas City. Take care, my friend. Thanks, Mick. There you go, Josh Klingler, right there. The sideline reporter of the Kansas City Chiefs and, of course, co-host Fesco in the morning. Thanks a million to Josh Klingler, right there. And here's the thing, Jed. The uh, the horn was you know, going off for him. So, like, Kling, get in the damn bus. They got to get back to Kansas City.
4: So, Kling has five hours to be here. Essentially, yes. Do you think that he makes it? Yes. Really? Yeah. He'll go
0: straight from the airport here. I doubt it. There'll be a no sleep night. But he's probably, you know, it's probably pretty festive on the plane.
4: Well, and you pretty know, festive. The, the, the Chiefs have nice travel accommodations, so I'm sure that Kling will be able to get some shut-eye on the uh, the nice plane ride back, the nice charter.
0: Unless Andy Reid goes and paints the mustache on his face like the State Farm commercial, now, you know. And how about that? How about Andy Reid uh, acting in the, you see that commercial yet?
4: I haven't. Yeah.
0: Reed's on there uh, painting uh, mustaches on faces with his, uh, with the pen. It's good stuff. Andy Reed, so silly. Yeah. Did he speak after the game, Jay? He did speak after the game. One one second, though. 41 points, the most given up by the Buccaneers over the past three seasons. How about that? The most rushing yards they've given up since week 15, 2018. When was, when the pandemic started, Jed? Was that uh, the spring
4: of 2020? 2020, yeah.
0: Okay. So two years before. The pandemic.
4: Yeah, that tra- that tracks. It's been a minute.
0: A Been a minute since it's given those kind of rushing yards. But Andy Reid did speak after the game. Of course, all the uh, post-game audio brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio. Since 1967, Chiefs coach Andy Ray- Reid just continues to build up the uh, the all-time wins, fifth and all-time wins for coaches, third all-time in postseason wins. Here's a very happy Andy Reed after the game.
8: So, um, for the injury part of it, Le'Jarius Snead uh, tweaked his ankle a little bit. Trey Smith hurt his pec a bit. Um, uh, you know, I think we're I think we're okay here with that part. Um, l- listen, my heart goes out to the people in Florida uh, for what they had to put up with here um, with the hurricane. So, um, and that also is part. Uh, of Tampa's uh, situation. I mean, there was a big threat there, and the Bucks had to travel a long way for Todd to get his guys ready to go um, when they're tra- driving back and forth is, uh, is really something. So he's done a heck of a job with this group here. I think the Bucks are very lucky to have him. Uh, special teams, I, I thought, stepped up today. Um, started with Lamons and <clears throat> the fumble that took place. Uh, Matt Matt Wright stepping in, which is a real tribute to Brett Veach and and his group. Um, I was proud of the offensive line <clears throat> for the job that they did. Uh, they were uh, they had a certain mindset about them, and and they came out and presented that for four quarters. Um, Patrick, Kelsey, um, Marquez. Uh, uh, who am I missing? Uh, Juju and then the, those two runners, man. They, Well, really, three runners. Uh, they just they bared down and, and really did a nice job, uh, which is big. You play this group and time of possession ends up being a major league thing. You don't want Tom to have that ball too long for too many snaps however our defense let's bags had a nice uh, plan for them. they're very talented they were able to get their receivers back and I'm sure that's just gonna they're gonna keep getting better as it goes on so um, when they have more time to work with one another but listen all in all when you can get three phases <clears throat> working in the right direction it's uh, normally a good thing for you and uh, tonight was a good thing, so that time's yours.
7: Okay, obviously, I mean, played all three phases of the game well, but defensively, you were able to hold them to three yards of rushing. I don't think they have been the second best uh, in, in team history. Talk about that.
8: Yeah, um, our guys did. Uh, yeah, it starts up when you play a good football team, it always starts up front. Um, and so you, you give tribute to the guys up front. You give tribute to the, t- the linebackers and safeties tackling along with the corners. They're, they're involved with that too. So we, I thought we tackled well for the most part. And, um, um, you know, we executed the, the game plan, which was, which was good Speggs Spags. And the coaches put a lot of time into that. The players believed in it. And, they you know, they executed it. And against Tom, <laughs> you know, and that, and that crew that they have, um uh, you've gotta be spot on. So they're gonna score some points, they're good. But you, you gotta be spot on against them. <clears throat> so
9: 217 total yards against the top five defense, what kind of message do you think, especially coming off of weeks, the way you played in weeks, yeah. the the week What kind of message did you send out that Yeah, so
8: herbie listen, we 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 stunk it up last week. We all knew that, we admitted it to you. Um we didn't play the way we should play. And not that the Colts aren't a good football team, but you, you don't uh, you don't do the things that we did and expect to win the football game. And we're still in the you know in the battle for it. But yeah, you can't do those things. So um, the guys cleaned it up uh, today, which is important. If you know if this becomes a ongoing issue, that you know, you're not going to win a lot of games. And so it was important that the guys put their foot down and did what they did. My hat goes off to them for that effort.
4: Andy, you've seen more football than anybody. Have you ever seen Mahomes to CEH in the end zone where he eludes the rush no. and then spins around and then just kind of shot puts
8: it? No, that one wasn't in the playbook. <laughs> what was, was he it? supposed to do on that play? What was the you know, I can't remember what the play was. I was so excited about that one, man. I mean, he, he uh, but it wasn't going to him. It wasn't going to the back. Not that way, at least. <clears throat>
6: All three of your tight ends scored a touchdown today. Kelsey with a 16-yard touchdown, Noel Gray with a CD yeah. run, and, and Jody. When all three of your tight ends are, are contributing and scoring like this, where does that put your offense at, at another
8: level? Well, it's important that those, those guys have all been around here. And so um, they, they know what's expected of them. We kind of had that going for a couple weeks last year. And, and then Jody got hurt. So... Um, You know, we we expect them to play at that level. And that to have your bigs be able to do that, your big receivers do that, and then for um, Juju and Marquez and and Sky to come in and do what they did, they all had big plays. And uh, Kel said that that was also a nice catch that he had down the middle. You don't see that very often. Uh, The one behind him down, you know, he's a heck of a football player.
10: Coming off the field, that Patrick looked like he had a side really, you know, last week behind him Did you since that as you went
8: to my car? Yeah, he was you know, he was excited with the guys um, in there. Um, we, we you know, we know we played a good football team, so and we were able to get out of it with a with a win. So um, but he he sure played a heck of a football game and exclude that last one. I, I shouldn't have even done that one, so but he, he did a he, d- he had a heck of a football game. Coach, the win aside, this might be the last time you played this uh, Tom Brady with us in the Super Bowl. Your thoughts on his performance tonight? Yeah, listen, he, he's, uh, he, he's a great one, man. Uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. He's done everything in this business that can be done, and more than once. So, he, he uh, I mean, heck, he's been basically doing it my whole career. Uh, as a head coach. So I think I was I'm like three years ahead of him, but that's a that's a long time. That's an old dog right there, but that's son of a gun can he is so accurate it's ridiculous. Lots one by
11: Andy on the Patrick's forty yard pirouetting uh, spin lob to Clyde, how much does that resemble the original play design and how much does it more seriously speak to just his capacity to create?
8: Yeah, just the fact that he knew where he was spinning to was good enough for me. And to be able to get it off and then complete it. And for 25 to get his feet in was good too. I mean, that was there wasn't a lot of room there. Um, so, no, that, he's had a lot of phenomenal plays. And I always remind the coaches, don't take it for granted, man. Those things... I'd probably say the same thing to our media here. You know, just uh, that's special. And so you enjoy every one of those, man. Every one of them. That's, uh, you, you just don't see that very often.
0: There's Andy Reid, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Andy's got him by three years, you know, coaching as far as Tom Brady is concerned. Jed, when did you and I start doing radio together? 08, 09, something like that?
4: Somewhere around there, yeah.
0: He'd already been playing eight or nine years.
4: And he's still going,
0: and we've been doing this a minute. Think about that. As Andy Reid said, the old dog. Couple injuries. Talks about a yeah, ankle of a Jerry Sneed, the peck of Trey Smith. He didn't seem very concerned. Says they'll be okay. Of course, the Chiefs don't play again till next Monday night against the Raiders. That'll be fun. Always having the Raiders in town, but the Kansas City Chiefs, as I mentioned, unbelievable. Six rushing attempts allowed in the game it's chief's record book number one all time Oakland December 5th 2004 had nine carries against the Kansas City Chiefs and three teams tied at 11 Chiefs record book for fewish rushing yards allowed in the game three tonight against Tampa also tied with San Diego November 19th 1961 speaking of a minute Jed that's been 61 years since uh the fewish rushing yards between tonight and and when the Chiefs gave it up, we'll take a timeout. We come back. The Calls of the Game by Mitch Holtus.
2: The Nate Taylor Show. Monday nights at 7 o'clock and on demand with the Odyssey App. 610 Sports Radio, KCSP, Kansas City, WDAF hd Two Liberty. Always live on the Odyssey app. <laughs> It's time for Touchdown Kansas City. Harkin waits for a block, and he gets the 15-10, explodes, dives, the Jets has landed the plane. A highlight-filled summary of the game with the voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtus. Touchdown Kansas City!
0: That's right, Touchdown Kansas City, With Mitch Holtus, Touchdown Kansas City, brought to you by Tola Mordue. When it's game time, it's Toli time. We'll get to your phone calls in just a little bit, 913-586-7610. But first, the game through, well, the voice of one Mitch Holtis. The Kansas City Chiefs get that early fumble by the Bucks. Travis Kelsey then gets in the end zone, 14-14 left in the, well, 14-14
2: left in the first quarter. It was boom. Gigi Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And Travis Kelsey all to the right side. Kelsey walks toward the right tackle. Trio of receivers to the right. Mahomes fires Kelsey over the middle. Inside the 10-5. Leap to the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Two plays after a fumbled kickoff. The Chiefs get a touchdown. Just the converse of the way the game against the Colts started. A 16-yard touchdown pass. Mahomes to Kelsey.
0: And that sent the tempo for this game. Travis Kelsey 16-yard TD reception from Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Wright, with the extra point, just took two plays, 21 yards, 42 seconds, 7-0. Kansas City Chiefs, the Buccaneers would score second, 10-12 left in the first uh, quarter, Ryan right, up a 45-yard field goal, making the score 7-3. Then it was Clyde Edwards-Alaire's turn to get into the end zone once again.
2: Now, the Chiefs have second down and one at the three yard line. McKinnon is in a Wildcat position. Direct snap, McKinnon, zone read. He'll hand it off and pushing, pushing, pushing as Clyde Edwards. He and gets into the end zone. Touchdown! Kansas City, the offensive line showing some attitude and CEH with the touchdown and the offensive line showing some grit. And the Chiefs lead 13 3 at 4.01 to go in the quarter.
0: That's right. Clyde in the end zone. Say it with me, Jed. Louisiana hot. No. Sauce. Clyde edwards helaire Louisiana hot sauce. Is that going to catch on?
4: No, it's not. It's That's not why I'm not on. saying it.
0: Three-yard TD run there, but this was a hell of a drive. 12 play, 79 yards, 6-11 off the clock, making the score 14-3 to end out the first quarter as far as scoring was concerned. The Chiefs just... 189 yards rushing in this game. Clyde with 92, but Chiefs is inserting a dominance. And how about Jerick McKinnon? Jerick McKinnon was that quarterback in this situation. And keep in mind, he can do this. He went ran that triple option at Georgia Southern, was a high school All-State quarterback, goes to Georgia Southern as a, a quarterback, runs that triple option to a lot of success, ends up playing uh, mostly tailback his senior year there at Georgia Southern. But it's a guy with... You know, experience at the quarterback position, and he runs it as well, and the Chiefs taking advantage of the talent that's on this team. But the Tully touchdown of the game, brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. The Tullamore touchdown of the game was Clyde once again, but this was an unusual play by Mahomes.
2: Chiefs came into this game seventh in red zone offense. They have an offset eye at the two. They fake. The trap, now Mahomes scrambling to his right, holding it, holding it, gets off the hit, now lunging forward, and now fires it late, caught at the back of the end zone, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Mahomes with the touchdown pass, his second touchdown pass of this game, the 161st of his career. That is the most touchdown passes by any NFL quarterback in history in their first 67 games. A two yard touchdown pass. Mahomes, magic. So there goes Mahomes to
0: Clyde Edwards Alaire. Clyde Edwards Alaire, two straight touchdowns. Keep in mind, the one at the end of the first quarter, 12 plays, 79 yards, 6'11 off the clock. This drive, 11 plays, 82 yards, 5'52 off the clock, making the score 21 to 3. But it was the play of Patrick Mahomes, the spin move, the little flip to Clyde in the end zone. It's going to be talked about all day tomorrow. It's going to be one of those plays that you think of Patrick Mahomes, the lore of Patrick Mahomes, the great plays that he makes because he does so many of them. Like I said earlier, it's like Alex Gordon catches, which one's your favorite. But this, but this play by Patrick Mahomes will be talked about. He improvises. He is so tough to defend because you think he's going to run. Is he going to slide? And keep in mind, he took off on a quarterback run as well tonight that we saw was going to be the option play. But the key didn't bite, so Patrick Mahomes kept it, but... A myriad of different plays. Always have to be concerned where he is, but that is our totally touchdown of the game brought to you by Tola Dew Irish Whiskey. Kansas City Chiefs, though, found themselves at this point up 21-3. to Then the Tampa Bay Bucs would come back with a Mike Evans 13-yard touchdown pass from Tom Brady, making the score 21-10. to But then the Chiefs would get back on that board.
2: Lock at 225 the Chiefs must snap it before the two minute warning four seconds on a play clock now a direct snap and the Chiefs trying to shove forward touchdown they give it to Noah Gray it's the old Blake Bell play Noah Gray becomes the belldozer comes over and does the quarterback sneak as Noah Gray and somewhere Blake Bell is raising a glass to his tight end teammate Noah Gray.
0: So all three tight ends get a touchdown in this game. Jody Fortson hasn't got his yet, but Noah Gray gets the touchdown there. Travis Kelsey got the first touchdown of the game. But Noah Gray, it was a nice little play because Mahomes is acting like he didn't know what the play is. He's looking over the sideline. Boom, Noah Gray sneaks in and then sneaks the football and takes the snap, takes it into the end zone, catching the Buccaneers completely off guard. Again, this is what the Chiefs do. You do not sleep on this offense because they will do stuff like this at different times. And remember, since Mahomes' knee was messed up in that quarterback sneak up in Denver, they've tried different ways to do the sneak. I do think they'll do it with Mahomes eventually. I think it'll be like the AFC title game in the Super Bowl, but I do believe they'll run that play because the defense isn't expecting it. But how about sliding Noah Gray in there? Takes the position of the belldozer. Belldozer a little bit bigger, but doesn't matter. Noah Gray with success on that. A one-yard touchdown run. making the score 28-10 to 10 there. In the second quarter. The Bucks would score right before halftime on a 12 place, 75 yard drive, a one-yard touchdown pass to Mike Evans from Tom Brady, making the score 28 to 17 at halftime. Third quarter, Matthew Wright, new kicker for the Chiefs this week. It was 21 to 24 last year for Jacksonville. Kicks a 44 yard field goal, making the score 31 to 17. 542 left in the uh, in the third quarter. The Chiefs would get into the end zone one more time.
2: Second and goal to go. Chiefs at the 10. Slant. It is caught. It's caught by Jody Fortson. Rolls into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Jody Fortson singled on the near side against Carlton Davis.
0: That made the score 38-17. to That was a nine-play 65-yard drive, taking 449 off the clock. The Bucks would add Rashad White. One-yard touchdown score. He's that from center in Kansas City, by the way. Uh, is white. Uh, they played here and then went to Arizona State, but that made the score 38-24. to Michael Wright, or oh, excuse me, Matthew Wright of the Chiefs will kick a 32-yard field goal in the fourth. Leonard Fournette gets a garbage-time touchdown for the Bucks, a five-yard touchdown pass from Tom Brady. But that is touchdown Kansas City, brought to you by Tola Mordue. When it's game time, it's Toli totally time. Which one of those was your favorite, Jed? Was it the Noah Gray? You know, the, the acting job by the Chiefs and Noah Gray takes the ball in the end zone. Or was it Jarek McKinnon, at quarterback? Or was the Mahomes 360 flip play to Clyde Edwards? The Mahomes
4: 360 flip. Mine too. Mine too.
0: But a lot of creativity there. And then let's not forget about LeJarius Sneed on defense. You know, he's messing with the gloves, the helmet, everything else like that. Then the guy that has the most sacks on the Kansas City Chiefs, LeJarius Sneed from the nickel position, gets the sack we'll take a time and we come back we'll hear more from inside that Kansas City Chiefs locker room and you 913-586-7610 the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next game against the Raiders next Monday night game in which they had 189 yards rushing to just three yards rushing By the Buccaneers. They controlled the offensive line and the defensive line. Shaq Barrett running his mouth for the Bucs this week didn't turn out so well. That's what happens when you run your mouth. And I'll give the Chiefs credit. They don't really give the other team bulletin board material. They don't. They let actions speak. They let the actions of going out and dominating a game on national TV speak. They don't even talk during the week about what they're going to do to their opponent. They just go out and they do it. And if somebody says something, they just say, oh, what, they they have a right to say what they want to say, and then they go out and do it. Again, it's a disrespect card. You know, you know the national media. They love to tear the Chiefs down. They just do. Like last year, oh, the Chiefs, man, what's going on with this dynasty? They're done, they make the playoffs, they make the, the title game, Like, they go, I thought the Chiefs could be stopped. And then all of a sudden, at the end, you look, what's wrong with this offense? What's going on with the home? What's going on? And then at the end of the year, the Chiefs lead the NFL in points per drive. Every drive they hit the ball, they score more points than any team in the NFL. And they showed tonight that statistically, well, the offense, what comes into this game, seventh in the NFL in total yards, sixth in passing, and yet it doesn't matter because when it comes to the bottom line, it's about scoring points. Chiefs were fourth in the NFL at 29.3 points per game. But who wants to play this offense? The Buccaneers got a taste of what this offense can be. They're finding themselves to some extent with the new talent, the new wide receivers. They're finding themselves, and they will find themselves. I think Camp Pant helped during the summer, during the OTAs. It helped to get acclimated to what he wants to do. But again, the Chiefs lead the NFL in touchdowns per player because they've had so many players get into the end. They have more players score touchdowns than any other team in the NFL. They're spreading the ball around. Sprint the ball over the place. Marquez Valdez Scantlin's catching the football. Juju Smith Schuster is being active. They're throwing the ball out of the backfield. You saw Jerry McKinnon get a couple catches. No yards, but he got a couple catches. Clyde Edwards Alaire, 19 carries, 92 yards. And then on the flip side, Clyde, one catch, two yards. But that one catch was that flip pass by Mahomes and a touchdown. Sky Moore, two for 31. Juju, five for 46. MVS, three for 63. Kelsey, nine for 92. Kelsey gets a touchdown through the air. Jody Fortson gets a touchdown through the air. Clyde edwards helaire gets a touchdown through the air. Noah Gray got one on the ground. All three tight ends scoring this game. It doesn't matter who's getting the ball. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. They're going to spread the ball around and have success. The Chiefs are the scariest team in the AFC to play. Hell, the NFL for that matter, because you don't know what they're going to do you got so many things to plan for. Andy Reid gives you so many things to think about. Oh, are the Chiefs going to do this? Because teams do it. They look at what you've done. Look at your formation. Think, all right, the Chiefs could do this. But the thing is, the Chiefs have three or four plays they can run out of a certain formation. And that's what makes them so dangerous. We'll go back inside that Chiefs locker room. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, after the game.
9: Yeah, it, I mean, they accepted the challenge. Um, they they made our team roll today. Um, that's a great defense, great defensive line. And I think they heard the talking, and they heard the talking not for, only from them, but from everybody about how they didn't play well the last week. They accepted that challenge, and they went out there, and when they dominate like that, um, it makes my job a lot easier. you talk about not
10: playing well the last week, it seems like you had a sense of relief coming off the field this week. What was your, your
9: yeah, I mean, we didn't play our, our best football last week, um, and in th- this league, if you don't play good, you're going to lose. And um, that was a great football, that's a great football team. I mean, that's a great defense, a great team but led by the best quarterback of all time. Um, and so to come to their house um, and find a way to score some points and find a way to win, um, I mean, it gets you kind of, hopefully get you kickstart into the rest of this year. Yeah, for sure, I mean, you just don't know. When you have a lot of new players, you don't know how, how everybody's going to respond. Um, and I mean, in the past, we've kind of bounced back and one games like this. Um, but when you have a, a new group of people, you want to see how everybody battles with adversity. And I think guys responded and they, they, the guys that have been here led. And then the other guys came in, came in in big moments and made big plays. How you
11: describe going through the, the touchdown pass supply, like just sort of through your lens, how that play unfolded? Um-
9: yeah, I mean, first off, I missed the wide open touchdown like the play before, I, or I got like in between, like I want to lob it to we or just dot it on him, And so I was upset with myself there. Um, and then we rolled out and they did a good job of kind of coming up field, not not going on that dive play that we kind of always run with Burton. Um, but I, I was able to use my speed to get a uh, little bit of speed to get around the edge there. Um, and then I was going to run for it and they kind of flew around and I, I realized I wasn't going to make it and I saw Clyde, and so I just kind of flicked it up to them. Well,
11: Right. Yep. were you still thinking of running at that point,
7: or how did you? When I
9: spun, that kind of I think when the spin made me kind of decide to throw it again because I knew once I s- spun I was going to be able to build the speed to get in there. I was before that I was thinking about getting to the pylon, um, but once I spun I, I realized that Clyde was open.
4: That around the goal line, they didn't, they didn't use you on those other two touchdown uh, plays. How'd you like the creativity in the in the goal line call? call?
9: Yeah, I think the, the coaches accepted the challenge. I mean, we've, we've struggled this year a little bit with short yardage and goal line, whereas in the past we've been really good at it. Um, they came up with some great plays. And then at the end of the day, the, the offensive line and uh, the running backs and all the other, and Noah, I mean, got up in there whenever they needed to get big and play big boy football. And uh, that's something that we're going to have to do if we want to continue to score points.
7: Noah Gray great touchdown. Where did that one come Who came up with
9: that? Yeah, so we obviously that's that play we always run with Blake. And uh, Blake Blake isn't wasn't a... Uh, Available, obviously, um, and so Noah. He said he did it in college, and so we went back and saw him do it in college. And um, it wasn't designed to be on the goal line, but we were so close that we, we said give him a chance, and uh, he got up in the end zone. There was a time that it looked like you were tra-
7: were you trying to go for it? were you trying to rush for a touchdown when you when you were running towards the goal line? Or did, you know, did you know that you was on slide when you saw the defenders coming your way?
9: Yeah, I checked the little little speed option play, and then once I got up, I got up the field. I said there was like a small chance I could have tried to make that guy miss, but uh, he was coming down pretty, pretty fast, and it was like first down, so I was winning and slid.
7: And obviously, you know, you've been really trying to get the ball to, to Marquez in the end, but I know you still haven't gotten it yet, but how important was it for, for, for both Marquez and, 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 uh, and Juju to play uh, a
9: role in tonight's victory? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be very important, especially in these big games. I mean, I mean Travis had a big game, uh, obviously, but in order to get Travis open, I mean, you saw in the second half, they were kind of doubling him a lot. Um, these other guys are going to have to step up and make plays. And I think you saw Marquez, you saw Juju, you saw Sky um, make plays, and then the other weeks you've seen McColl. So, I mean, it's going to be everybody. I've, I've said it. Week in and week out, um, but whenever guys step up in big games like today, uh, it's definitely special.
7: I haven't checked the numbers yet, but it looks like you guys use more uh, multiple tight ends today than you have mm-hmm. yet this year. What makes that um, particular personnel group so
9: effective? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it, it, it kind of puts defenses in predicament where they are gonna they want to put their base personnel on the field. They want to put bigger people because we can run the football like we did today. Um, and when they don't, we, we have to be able to run it. And then when they do that, we have tight ends that can split out and run routes. And I, I think you saw that today with Joe. Down there on the goal line against a, a Pro Bowl corner, you know, running a slant route, catching to get in the end zone. You see Noah out there making plays. Um, it, it's, it's, it, it shows that we have the tight ends, and when we get Blake back, while we'll the, other, the other guy that can block and still makes some, some catches as well. You've
11: you got some other against. plays kind of close to where you were almost over the line of the scrimmage. Talk about your awareness to, to when you get to the line that you, you know, hey, I'm not over.
9: Yeah, I mean, it just comes with uh, practice and playing and, and kind of doing that. Uh, you you kind of run, and you have a general sense of where the line of scrimmage is. Um, I do for sure, cause I'm not the fastest guy running. So whenever I get close to it, if I'm gonna commit, I make sure to commit and run. Um, and I think I did that today. I knew I was gonna have to with how they play. Uh, I was gonna have to use my feet, and um, I might have to do that as the season goes on. And I'll, I'll have to be able to do that whenever the opportunity comes up.
7: This might be your last time against, you. uh, against Tom Brady. What was your words of come about for them after that?
9: Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's short. I mean, I see him in the offseason a lot now. Um, I just had good luck on the rest of the year. Um, I feel like, I, I said this earlier in the week, I think, in inter- some interview where I was like, I feel like I've had the last game against Tom Brady like four times now. So, uh, it's uh, until he is not on that field, when I step on the field, I, I'm not going to believe this is my last game against him. Last three, we'll go one, two, three. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, uh, you
11: have to go, you know, it seemed like you tried to downplay the, the Super Bowl coming back here, but I, I wonder if that was a little bit in your mind, just the, the feeling of coming back here and maybe further that, or maybe last week motivated you more, but it seemed like you had a little burn.
9: Yeah, I mean, definitely a mixture of both. Uh, I mean, live you play like you played last week, you have to be motivated uh, to get get back on track. Um, but obviously playing at the stadium, I think when I got to the stadium, I realized, like, man, I, I want to win here. I, how, the bad taste that I had last time definitely came, t- came into effect a little bit more. Um, but it's still not a playoff game, I think. Uh, that At the end of the day, it's not a playoff game. It's a regular season game, which is important. Um, but uh, that Super Bowl is still always going to be a bad taste for me.
3: Travis Kelsey talked about the speed and touchdown. Called you the Houdini of our era. Mm-hmm. What do you think
9: about that? I mean, Travis always has the great nicknames, man. No, it's uh, – its I, w- I just try to win, man. At, at the end of the day, that's what I try to do. It's not like I'm tra- planning these things where I – side sidearm or whatever it is, spinning, uh, running around. I just, I always, I always say I'm a competitor. I'm going to find whatever, I, whatever way I can do to make our team have success. Um, and uh, today was a spin and a little, I don't even know, basketball shot uh, that that ended up a touchdown. I didn't know that, but that, that's, I mean, obviously that's very good. Um, it's um, definitely game plan. We had a good sense. I mean. Most teams are kind of playing us very similar where they're playing shell-type shell, shell coverages early in downs and then a lot of man-double, man-robber uh, with a sprinkle of zone. So I thought the coaches took it. Like I said, they accepted the challenge. They came up with a lot of great plays for us, and then the guys went out and executed. And then um, we have another big game coming up this next Monday, so we had to kind of come with that same intensity this next week.
0: There's Patrick Mahomes after the game tonight. Think about his night. Think about his history. Think about his legacy at this point. Mahomes goes 23-37 of for 249 and three touchdowns, one pick. His three touchdowns gives him 162 career touchdown through 67 games, passing Dan Marino um, for the most touchdown passes in a player's first 67 games in NFL history. NFL record book for the most touchdown passes, first 67 games. Mahomes won 62. Marino, 160, and Drew Luck, 126. So he stands alone in that NFL record book for the fewest games to 20,000 yards passing. Number one, Patrick Mahomes, 67 games. Matt Stafford took him 71. Dan Marino took him 73. Aaron Rodgers and Kurt Warner took them 74 games to get to 20,000 yards career passing. So Patrick Mahomes stands alone on those two lists again. He's made the uh, Super Bowl and or AFC title game every year of his career, including an MVP and a Super Bowl championship and a Super Bowl MVP. If you're counting Travis Kelsey, also a record nine. I'll go over those records as soon as we hear from Travis Kelsey, but here's Travis Kelsey brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio
10: since 1967. First of all, I want to say that, that is an unbelievable defense. I think you the stats uh, before this game proved it. Um, but there's a lot of attention to detail, and I feel like when uh, when coaches you know challenge us in the beginning of the week, uh, from what from what you guys saw last week, there was an attention to detail uh, throughout practice that we got to maintain throughout the entire season because that was uh, that was just a you know that was just showing exactly how much. We were focused throughout the week. Uh, Pat knew exactly where to go with the ball. Uh, guys that were running routes knew exactly, you know, when the ball was coming to them. And then on top of that, the O-line played their tail off. And um, sure enough, we got the guys uh, to be able to make any play out there on the field. And when you see us uh, fly around and play, play like that, play for each other like that, um, we know we're a hard team to beat.
11: And obviously you've played with Pat for quite a while now. And I'm sure you've seen most of the things in this bag of tricks. But even on the night like tonight, that you see.
10: You. The NFL hasn't seen anything like Pat Mahomes, I promise you that. And you saw it today. He's the Houdini of our era, man. The guy just finds ways to make plays uh, throughout the game. I mean, big time third downs, big time goal line plays, um, just willing our team into the end zone, willing willin our team to win, and that's our ultimate leader, man. You the, the ground for most receiving yards in NFL history? Man, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, what an honor, man. You know, I was telling uh, Tarico before the game uh, yesterday. Him and Collinsworth—they uh, showed me a list of those guys, those guys that were in the top five before it, man. And I remember, I remember nobody knowing who the guy in sixth place was, and feeling that, and you know, uh, and turning that into fuel, turning that into something that, you know being able to live out your dreams, uh, to be a, to be a, on a list like that with those guys, um, such an honor and I'm just blessed, man. And 8'7", uh, Rob Gronkowski, man, you can't say enough about who he is as a player, as a person, and uh, even to be in the same uh, conversations as a guy like that and the rest of the list, um, you know, it's just an honor, man. Do we call this the tight end game? And I guess what's the celebration in that? Keep it coming, title? baby. Keep it coming, man. We got a great room, I've been saying it all year. And uh, I'm just happy that uh, – I'm happy for those guys, man. Finally, you know, feeling feeling the uh, the juice of a Sunday night touchdown. You know, there's nothing like it, baby. There's nothing like it. And on top of that, big-time moments in the game where we needed to, to find a way in there, man. A third down, uh, I'm not even sure. One of them might have been a fourth down. Uh, but either way, uh, finding ways to get in the end zone. And, uh, you know, hopefully you'll see some more of the three tight end sets throughout the season. A
7: couple more guys. Uh, I know Steve to say that. I mean, you all are having fun it's when you're playing at your best. Tonight, it looked like that's what you all were doing, especially being able to extend the plays, being able to get the touchdowns, score the testing touchdown that you all were doing. Do you feel like now this team is maybe just because of how the game turned out, you all are having
10: fun? This is just one game, man. We got we to be able to tune this, tweak it to be able to, you know, and we can still learn from this game. There were mistakes. I know I didn't play uh, the the perfect game nobody ever does. So we just got to keep that mentality that we had last year to, Dig deep. Play with play with play for the guys next to you. No matter if it's one o'clock on Sunday, it's Sunday night game or a Monday night game like we got next week, and it doesn't matter the, the opponent, man. We just if we come out for flying around um, like that, man, we know we're a hard team to beat. Travis, what did the, the fast start do for you guys as a unit, considering how sluggish, you could say, last week was, and how important it is to know that that defense held you guys out of the end zone last time? We know teams don't want to see us up. We we got a great we got a great offense, uh, stellar defense, special teams unit. I mean it's uh we get up on on teams you know we start they start to feel that that pressure of trying to climb back and um once we start fast and, and, and get that rhythm, um I really feel like we're unstoppable man and we just got to keep that momentum going. We got to keep uh, keep the attention to detail throughout the week like I've been saying and. Um, come out here and just fight for each other. Uh, yeah. Travis, so what are you going to do when Blake Bell comes back? You guys going to use the 14%? You said it, brother. You said it. I'll make sure I, I talk to coach Reed about that one.
0: So there's Travis Kelsey after the game, talking about that intensity that builds up with teams, knowing they have to get themselves back. Think about this mentioned Mahomes and some of the records that he was getting. How about Travis Kelsey? 92 yards on nine catches, one touchdown in the game. His nine receptions gave him 730 career receptions, passing Tony Gonzalez 721 for the second most receptions by a tight end in their first 10 seasons in NFL history. Trails only Jason Witten's 806 in 10 seasons. Travis Kelsey, most consecutive games, pass receptions, Travis Kelsey 130, Tony Gonzalez 131. So he'll pass him in his next game or tie him in the next game, pass him. In two games after that. Active streaks in the NFL. Travis Kelsey, 130 catches. The leader in the clubhouse, DeAndre Hopkins that's suspended. He has 136. I will say this, though. We can talk about uh, you know the spin pass play and definitely my favorite offensive play of the game, but my favorite defensive play of the game was this.
2: And now the Buccaneers who just scored a quick touchdown have the ball back. She splits Brady. They hit him. The ball's out. Chris Jones tries to Looks like he's got it at the 20 of the box. Tom Brady fumbles the ball. And Snead, Sneed, the best slot blitzer in this league, rips the ball from the goat. And the Chiefs get their second turnover gained. Chris Jones jumps on it. Legerius Snead, Sneed now the sack
0: leader. That's right. The nickel corner of the sack leader for the Chiefs. A couple years ago, he could have had a bunch of them. He missed a few of them. But the best nickel blitzer in the NFL. I loved it because he was playing with his gloves, playing with his helmet. Threw Tom Brady off, then he bloodstreamed, then he gets the fumble, Chris Jones gets the fumble recovery. That was my favorite defensive play of the game. Jed Marshall, the Chiefs get the win tonight. This one, to me, felt better than any of them. Don't know how you felt, but I love the physicality the Chiefs brought.
4: Yeah, all in all, it was a good win. I think a lot of, I don't know, um, I'm trying to think of the right word to use, but a lot of the demons definitely have been... Slade, now that the Chiefs put to bed, went on the road to Tampa. I know it doesn't make up for what happened a few years ago in the Super Bowl, but I think at least from a fan perspective, a lot of people can put to rest what happened and get some of that bad taste out of their mouth.
0: 100%, I think so, too. I think when you think of the Kansas City Chiefs winning down in, in Tampa, think about these great quarterbacks. You, know, you get the upward comers like Kyler Murray, Mahomes beat him. Then you think about Justin Herbert, the Messiah, Mahomes beat him. Then you get the greatest of all time, Tom Brady. Mahomes beat him. Again, this is about playing good quarterbacks this year. And it's the Chiefs now. I mean, they took a hit last week, and, you know, people doubted them. Now they'll be back on them this week. But the Kansas City Chiefs continue to play well. And tonight they showed domination, physical domination. It was good to see from the Kansas City Chiefs getting that 41-31 win over the Bucs. We'll be back next Monday night for the Chiefs and longtime rival, The Raiders. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening.